everyone. Welcome to the Eflexonics Business to Business Tech Blog. Let's have some fun. Yes, even technology can be fun if you allow it to be. Now, I've only got 30 seconds to do this intro, <laughs> so we're going to do it nice and fast. I hope you enjoy our first blog. I think you're going to get some entertainment value out of some good technical stuff. Let's begin. Here we go. And hello, Abbotsford. How are we today? Welcome to the podcast show. And uh, I'm all dressed up in my Chi Chan Chong shirt. See the Chi Chan Chong shirt? Some of you may not, never remember a Chi Chan Chong shirt. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm old enough to remember growing up and, and wearing this kind of shirt when I went to high school. Ah, yes. Mission Senior Secondary. That's the way to do it. All right, welcome to the show, uh, Eflexonics. Glad to have you here. We're going to have an exciting podcast, if I do say so myself. So let's open up the browser and start. Now, let me open it up, because what I do, and let me set the stage for you here a little bit. We have two blogs, uh, separate, complete, uh, separate blogs. One blog is called Eflexonics, and it's the business-to-business tech blog that we all know and love. And then I've got another one on, um, on GoDaddy.com as well, and it's called Healthy Tech Talk. And that's a uh, client, uh, business-to-client blog where we talk about keeping the computer operator healthy. And on, on this particular podcast, we're business-to-business, especially in the Abbotsford area because I happen to live in Abbotsford and I happen to love Abbotsford. So um, let's open it up. And what I've done is whenever I do a podcast, I'll put it up as a blog and then I've got a special little page called Audio Podcast Shows. Maybe I should just change it to Podcast Shows, and then there will be a video link underneath. So you can go and pick up either the audio portion of the show or the video portion of the show. And then we've added a, a Frequently Asked Question page, and we've added a Google Buzz page. Oh, you know what? That Google Buzz has just impressed me so much. As a business owner, I just see huge amounts of value in Google Buzz. So let's start um, with the podcast. And here we go. So before we start the podcast, I must tell you about a great online blog. Um, I found specifically in Abbotsford, and I was just... It just amazes me the amount of talent that is out in Abbotsford. And the blog is called Fraser Valley Pulse. Now let me click on it because... I'll tell you what, you got to check out this online newspaper. It is just the best. So when you open it, and it's www.fraservalleypulse.com, and I've put a link to it on this particular blog podcast show, and they've just done an exquisite job. It's, uh, you've got really nice, it's well-balanced on the, the top, on the pages. You've got the, the, the home page or the home tab, and then the about tab, and the advertise and contact and press and kudos. And so it's like a traditional uh, print newspaper, and we all know print newspapers are having a very, very difficult time now with all the new media. And this just really, really makes a lot of sense for people in the Abbotsford area. And they've gone to great lengths to put in some extremely good articles. I am I'm very impressed with this. Um, so let's explore this little um, Fraser Valley Pulse. So we'll go to the About page, and I'll give you a little snippet, a little headline of what they're about. Okay, so, where did it go? <laughs> oh, there you go, okay. About, about Fraser Valley Pulse, uh, Christy Ferguson, founder and chief editor. So she's done just a splendid job. Hey, two thumbs up, Christy, way to go. Says, Christy Ferguson is the founder and chief editor of the Fraser Valley Pulse, as well as the director of W Business Services. Now, that sounds handy for all the people that have businesses out there. 
She is a proud shopaholic who loves adventure and always remembers to send birthday cards. Christy lives in the Fraser Valley with her husband and fur baby Brosco. Was it Brosco? Let me put my glasses on. Bosco. Yeah, I put an R in there. Favorite quote, only she who attempts the absurd can achieve the impossible. I'm very impressed with this. you got to check it out, please. And then send them an email link and say, way to go. Hopefully... Um, I will be teaming up with these people in the future as well because I would like to write maybe a technical blog and uh, and work with them and have like a part on their page and they can have a part on, on our page. And it even has, uh, I love this because it has an upcoming events calendar and it says click here for Fraser Valley events. So let's click there and see what's coming up in the Fraser Valley in the next little while. Now it is the 20, what is this? The 20, this is Friday the 26th. And uh, for the 26th, they've got Abbotsford Olympic Live Site, Gold Rush in Val- Fraser Valley, Surrey 2000 Intelligence Celebration Site. And when you click on it, it goes to that particular page. Just a wonderful little uh, little uh, blog. Now on the 27th, uh, Abbotsford World of Wheels. And okay, so okay, so let's do this. Let's click on it. Look at this. Time, 6.30 p.m., Dine and Dance with Elvis. Hey, Elvis fan. So it gives you... If you want to know anything that's going on in Fraser Valley, obviously that's why they've named it Fraser Valley Pulse. Um, click on it and take a look. So let, and then it's got upcoming events. Look at this. So, for example, March 5th, uh, Fraser Valley Women's Show. And when you click on it, it gives you all the details, the cost, if there's parking or anything. March 6th, Fraser Valley Women's Show again. 7th, Fraser Do you know the Fraser Valley Women's Show has got to be one of the biggest and best and most influential uh, I, I have worked that show um, a couple of times, and let me tell you, wall-to-wall people. It is just probably one of the best things that, is, that's ever happened to Abbotsford as far as business. And continuing on, it's uh, uh, March 11th, the Cloverdale Wedding Fair, so check that out at 4 o'clock. March 13th, the Abbotsford Winter Farm Market. I'm going to go to that. And it just gives you a wonderful, cozy, I mean, when you visit this site, you, you can tell they've really taken the time to address not only information and a database of information on what's going to go on in the Fraser Valley, but they've done it in a really warm, pleasant, homey atmosphere, a really, really nice web, web presence. So I really like that. And then it says advertise, and you can advertise on this. And I would suggest that you do. Help out your local business. Why FraserValleyPulse.com, a love for entrepreneurism and a strong background in multimedia, including online advertising and search engine optimization, was what inspired us. So they go on to tell you why. And uh, I might even have to advertise in here because it looks like a great place to be. And then when you go on their contacts page, uh, my computer is running a little slow, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. <laughs> we ran a, a a program called FProt, really, really good um, um, antivirus program. But uh, I discovered that it wasn't working the way it should. Now, no antivirus program is going to catch everything. So I've downloaded Microsoft Security Essentials, which I really love, and it's a free program. So you just go to Microsoft.com and uh, do a search for the security suite. Download that, and it does malware, spyware, it does viruses, and it does a very, very good job. And it found viruses and malware that FProt did not, and I, I didn't think anything much could slip by FProt, but it did. So anyway, if you want to join their team or if you want to leave a comment, 
uh, general email. They've got a general email info at Fraser Valley Pulse. Go ahead and support this wonderful, wonderful website. I really, really like it. And free weekly updates. Don't forget to sign up. I've signed up. And there's an email, and you put your name there, and then they just email you the, uh, the updates. Great paper. Just a fantastic place to visit. I would highly recommend it. So let's get back to what we were here for, yeah? All right. Oops. <laughs> I shut it down too quickly. <laughs> All right. Here we go. We're back. Just waiting for it to, um, to load up again. Hey, you know what was the funniest thing? I don't know how many of you watched the Leo Laporte show, Twit TV, but I'll tell you, I just about fell off my chair. There was this woman that phoned in to the talk show, and uh, Leo has a talk show called The Tech Guy, and where people can phone in with their questions and answers, and he, he does a really good job, very classy job. And this woman phoned in, and she said, I've had wireless internet for about a year and a half, and all of a sudden, it's gone. It's just gone. And he started talking to her, and he said, well, silly question. He says, I, I should ask you, do you own a wireless router? And she said, no. And he said, well... He said, well, that may be part of the issue. <laughs> if you do not own the wireless router, you uh, that's why. It's, it's somebody just discovered that they were sharing it, and uh, they turned it off or they moved, or somebody said, hey, listen, your, your network's wide open, and they shut, shut you down. And she was actually really, really upset that someone would, would take away her free Internet. <laughs> he said, look, what you're doing is highly illegal. It was so funny. I put it on our blog, and I will put a note, or I will put a link to it, the Lyra Laporte show. you got to see this. It, it was just hilarious. It was really, really funny because, let's put it this way, a lot of people just take it for granted that everything should be free, free, free. Well, a lot of things are free, but you can't go around stealing Internet signals. Now, I, I understand that if you go to a, uh, a coffee shop like Starbucks or McDonald's, those are, are businesses that are specifically set up and they've invited you to use their services as you're using their restaurant. But obviously, in this woman's case, um, she, was just, uh, she was just stealing the signal. It was quite funny. It was startlingly sad, but it was quite funny. Okay, so, so here's another thing. Before we get on with the, with the show at hand, an additional note. And uh, I love my iPod. And I wouldn't trade it for the world, but I'm just not in love with iTunes. Uh, do you feel the same way? I feel it's bloated, it's clunky, it takes up a lot of room, and, um, and it asks me for my credit card even though I have no intentions of buying anything. I, that just doesn't sit well with me. Love Apple, love, uh, love you know, the iPod, but iTunes, eh, not, not so much. And I use my iPod to listen to all of the podcast shows that come over the internet, or, or the ones that I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. So I was looking for an alternative, and about two years ago, I came across a wonderful program called SharePod, and I've put it up on the links, and all you have to do is click the name SharePod, it's in, in light blue, and it will take you to their webpage, and it is completely free, and let me tell you, SharePod has saved my butt, because you go there, you can download any podcast you want from anywhere, put it in any folder or directory you want on your computer, hook up your iPod. Open up SharePod and you can click and drag everything to your iPod without using iTunes. I, see, for me, iTunes seems to take over some programs and it, and it just has a mind of its own and it's just, it, it gets in there and it's, it's a real battle and struggle to get if you want to take iTunes off, 
it's a big deal. So I really, really uh, suggest that you try out SharePod. And if you like SharePod better, eh, just use SharePod. Okay, first on the agenda this evening, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> this is a great idea. A concept for solar ivy that looks very, very close to the real thing and has little solar panels embedded in the leaves. So it's, you've seen those big um, buildings that sometimes you drive through and they're, they're very, very old, like 80, 100 years old, and they've got ivy covering them. Well, some really nifty inventor has come along and said, why don't we build a plastic version of that? And in the, in the ivy leaves, on the, on the face of the leaves, put little solar panels in there. Well, tremendous. So let me go to that website, and I will share with you that he's, he's entered a contest, and I think he deserves kudos all the way. There's a video, a YouTube video, on how, how he set this up, and it's the, called the, uh, the Pepsi Refresh Project, S-M-I-T. It says, produce and sell a sustainable power produce, uh, producing solar ivy. I think this is just one of the best ideas I have seen in a long time. There's pictures of what it looks like. There's a video to show you. Um, and the guy is uh, obviously out there, and he's, and he's trying to win a contest so he can get some money to take it to the next level. I think he deserves this. Um, the, I believe the contest is a $50,000 contest that he could win. And it even gives you, he's honest enough to give you a breakdown. Okay, so he says, I'm going to use $5,000 for engineering models. I'm going to use $4,000 for solar panels, $2,000 for plastic materials, $3,000 for cable mesh, and on and on it goes. And at the bottom of the page, you can vote for the idea. I voted. I think it's a tremendous thing. And it even gives you a picture, a beautiful picture, of a building with what looks exactly like ivy, but it's his invention on that building. So it not only cools the building, it helps with the solar panels, and it's, it's just a tremendous idea. I love this. I really, really love this. So check that out on the link, on the web link. So number two, coming up. Mashable. I don't know. Do, do you, you use Mashable? I go to Mashable a lot for my research, for my podcasts. Um, and here's number two. Mashable has a fantastic article about Facebook and how it may just be changing the face of other social media companies. Now, we haven't been hit with a lot of legalities on the Internet yet. I mean, big lockdown, you're not going to use this kind of stuff, legalities, right? It looks like Facebook is going to be the first to uh, throw down the gauntlet. And it says, if it goes through and can be controlled the way Facebook wants, Twitter and MySpace could be in trouble. If you use these forms of new media for your business, click here for the article. Now let's go and, and quickly visit the article and give you the headlines. Because I thought this was uh, quite surprising. It says, and I quote from Mashable, great web page, a new patent awarded to Facebook this week could have some big implications for the entire social media industry. The world's largest social network now owns the patent for the news feed. Patent 7,669,123, first unearthed by all Facebook, credits Facebook founder Mike Zuckerberg and seven other current and former Facebookers as inventors and assigns the rights to the patent to Facebook Inc. Depending on what this patent will actually cover, Facebook could use it to protect its intellectual property and force, here, now here's the, the, the scary part, force other companies with news feeds, example MySpace, Google, and Twitter, to change or take down their technologies. 
this is big. We really want to watch and keep our fingers on the pulse of this because uh, Facebook is going up against uh, Google and those two are giants and Twitter and I tell you collectively between all three of them they could buy several countries with all the money they have together so it's going to be extremely interesting and there's a wonderful little graph here and it shows you exactly how they are dissecting the news feeds and it goes in in-depth that says the potential impact impact of the patent very very well written article for business owners so I thought you might want to be interested in this as a business owner because you know and, and Leo Laporte talks about this a lot on his his show and so does Todd Cochran social media has been with us not for very long and it changes and it seems that we are like sheep and one week we'll be will be hyped on Twitter and we'll be going over there for Twitter for building our business and the next week we'll do Facebook and the next week we'll do Google and the next week we'll do the wave and the next week we'll do buzz now and it doesn't seem like there's any loyalty <laughs> out there for any of them it's the flavor of the day so to speak so this is going to have far-reaching implications I think and it's going to be exciting to watch but we really need to take an, uh, keep an eye on this because if you've got all of your marbles in one in one place that's not good either so spread spread the wealth a little bit so put a little bit in here and put a little bit here and put a little bit here and just work that magic of network marketing on the social media as much as you can but don't put it all in one space because you might find that uh, if you have four places where you're putting your social media content and three of them go down boy you're you're in, in big trouble you know if you if you have to transfer all of that and lose all of your readership I don't think it would come to that but I think when when it gets this serious and you're talking about trademarks and you're talking about litigation it can become quite fantastic okay number three third article <clears throat> says why is Skype sending such confusing signals to its end users all the cool kids in podcasting blogosphere use Skype like for example Leo Laporte of Twit TV and Todd Cochran of Geek News Central and a host of others it is and was probably one of the few products that worked for conducting interviews across the web that one could find so why is it that Skype is now canceling get this canceling its mobile app service for all for its users especially when it fought so hard tooth and nail to have it included in the iPhone app remember that that just happened recently it's just weird and and here not long ago I did a blog on the importance of mobile apps and how it could grow your business now so I did some I did some research and so <laughs> I didn't I did part of the research on the blog and then I was surfing the web and I found oh this is why they've backed off uh, Skype is now going to bring Skype through your television ladies and gentlemen I think this is going to change the way we communicate um, they had it on CES I was watching a video of Skype and it had it on the Toshiba no not, not Toshiba but the Panasonic and I believe the LG televisions where they have a webcam and a, and a high quality microphone and so that's on the horizon too so maybe that's why they've they've taken if their mobile applications weren't working as well or or they thought they were not as strong as they should be they're bringing their new technology over to their television so I think we're gonna find that Skype is going to be emerging as one of the leaders in video teleconferencing over television also um, for those of you that were that are upset at Skype 
because you don't have a mobile app anymore. I've put a link up in the notes. And it says, I found a place on the internet where you can still download the mobile app for Skype. And it said, just click here for the app. So you can still get it. And we're going to run this um, link as long as we can or until they take that op app off of the internet. Okay, moving right along here. Number four. When you open that shiny new internet store, be very careful that you monitor your traffic for future growth. There was a fellow on the internet called Will Marlowe, and he has a blog entry that makes a lot of sense. He also has an excellent article on Google Buzz, and Will and I have been buzzing back and forth. I, I put up a couple of uh, comments, and he put up a couple of comments. So, where you know, I am. So, uh, let me tell you, I'm going to do a short tutorial using Camtasia on Google Buzz, bec and, and show you how I use it because it is fascinating. I think it's going to be more important than uh, than Facebook or Twitter, and a lot of people are, are saying the same thing as well. So let's click on Will Marlowe's blog entry. And I'll read you a little bit from the blog entry. And this is, you know, a very important thing because when business owners go out on the internet and they want to build their internet presence, they forget how popular their website can become in a very short period of time. And then, for example, if you think, okay, I've got a thousand, I've, I've got room for a thousand people on my website. And if you get more than that, then some of your people are going to fall off the list because you don't have enough room. So let, let me explain. Let me read for you the article. It says, the concept of concurrency control is very important for startups. Concurrency control is the practice of knowing the number of visitors that your website can handle and only allowing that precise number of visitors to enter the website. In other words, if your website can handle a thousand visitors, you would make sure that the 1,001st visitor gets a message to come back later. If you want a more in-depth look at this topic, read this great post by Ashish Sony over at SAAS Interrupted. And he goes on to say, but then says, why is this such an important thing for startups? Because startups need to satisfy their earliest customers about and above and beyond those customers' expectations. You can't allow a traffic surge to degrade the experience of all of your customers because those first users aren't just the customer. They're the reference base that you need to launch your company into the huge market or later adopter, read pragmatist customers, which is where most of the buyers live. Of course, the 1,000 first visitor who is asked to come back later will not be a very satisfied reference, especially if this is a common experience for her. To prevent that from happening, you need to monitor your site traffic diligently to make sure that your site is set up for the right amount of traffic. So this caught my attention. And I emailed, uh, I, I actually found this on uh, Buzz. And Will and I have been uh, bantering back and forth on Buzz. And I'll tell you what, you, yeah, Facebook is great. But what I find to be Facebook is it's a big, huge social cauldron. And for, for social stuff, yeah, there's a smattering of business, but I would think 80% of it is just social activity, where Buzz is, is, I'm finding, more related to business, and it's more of a research tool. So I'm getting a lot more mileage out of Buzz than I ever have out of Facebook. So um, that's my thoughts on that. Will Marlow, good guy. So that is number four. So let's go on to number five says, I've been accused of sometimes being just a bit gullible. Yes, me, it's true, I know. 
mostly because I have a vivid imagination that can work overtime. <laughs> Just ask my wife. <laughs> Take a look at this article video that announces the latest product to come out of Apple. It's called the Apple Wheel. And I've put a link to it. It's hilarious. And I will never admit that I believed it for about two minutes until I did some research on it. The folks at Onion.com, now if you ever have an opportunity, please, please go over to www.onion.com, have perhaps one of the best satirical sites on the web. And while this isn't exactly hardcore tech research for the business owner, you have to appreciate all of the hard work and dedication it takes to put together a great spoof like this one. Now, here's the interesting part. When you take a look at that backdrop of Onion.com, it's a green screen program, and I, on, on our page called Fun Stuff, we went to the PE. And here's how they do it they put a green screen behind you, they have a camera in front of you, they, they light it up, and then they have software programs that can put any background behind you, like a newsroom and everything. And, you know, for a couple of hundred dollars, you can put together a green screen production room that makes it look almost very, very similar to what Onion is, is producing. And it's amazing to me how good that looks. So green screen, So check out our Fun Stuff uh, page, and in there, go down the, the page until you see the, the peony, and you'll see a person doing the weather. And they have a monitor over here, and they have the green screen here, and they have the camera here, and they can see themselves, but the background is here, and they put out the clouds and the weather and all the charts behind them. And it's just wonderful. We're going to do some green screen work as well. So uh, look forward to that. So, number six, I'm putting together a short introduction of how I'm using Buzz. As I say, I'm very, very impressed with Buzz, and I think it's going to be a fantastic business tool. And if, if you're a Gmail user, go to Gmail and click on Buzz. Now, initially, when they, when they opened up Buzz, they were kind of dumb, the people at Google. Um, the Google gods were kind of stupid that day because they opened up all of the privacy settings so everybody could see everything, that who you were following and things like that, your email contact list, and it wasn't a very well-thought-out plan. They did not beta buzz at all. They just let it loose in the wild. And, uh, you know, for a company like Google to do a dumb bonehead move like that, it really surprised me because look how long Gmail was baited for. Look how long... You know, big companies beta anything for. They want to get the correct feedback, but it looks like they just they just got ahead of themselves on this. So this is Rick Holland for eFlexonics, and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Now we're dedicated to bringing you two thirty-minute shows: one here at this uh, eFlexonics, and one again at Healthy Tech Talk. And if you're interested in seeing the Healthy Tech Talk, just go over to www.healthytechtalk.com.